0: Never getting on my time spent. I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow. Never getting on my time spent, letting dollar, billion dollar. B- billion dollar. Hey, yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I wanna do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you Share this. If you get any value, you go onto your social media, you share it with your friends, you share it with your family, you share it with your coworkers, you share it with people in the streets. Look, my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential, and I can't do that alone. Today, my guest is Scott Garcia. In this episode, we really deep dive into Scott's backgrounds in martial arts, real estate investing, and faith. I think you're really going to like this episode because Scott's one of those special human beings that's able to create his reality based around the images that he first sees in his mind. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. So what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is Scott Garcia. So Scott is a interesting character with this crazy colorful past that I'm learning about right now. You know, Scott's you know, he and I met through the, uh, sub two mentorship with Pace Morby, and I was able to actually spend a little bit of time with you when I was out in Arizona last. And, you know, you began telling me a little bit about what you did there. And, you know, you've told me a little bit more. So, you know, you were with the air force in training. You were a wrestler. You trained at the Olympic training center. You got your black belt in judo at the age of 14 You are a Polynesian dancer. We're definitely going to have to talk about that in Hawaii. That's really cool, man. You are a magician in Vegas with the Houdini Magic Shop, which is insane. You taught, right? You taught high school. And I think you still do teach high school. And you actually taught out in Japan, which is really cool. And now you're in this real estate game and you're flipping houses. You've got some rental properties. Like you got this crazy... Crazy long list, man. And you're also a father of three on top of all of this craziness. My biggest accomplishment right
1: there. For
0: real, dude. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm beyond excited to have you on the show to learn a little bit more about your past, to learn about your athletics. Oh, one thing I didn't mention to everyone, this is like the biggest thing that blew my mind away, is that you're the world champion in grappling, which is mm-hmm. just like...
1: the more on in the world,
0: yep. Which is nuts. So, I mean, first off, I really... Well, welcome to the show, but I want to dive into that Thanks. right there with like, that's like, I don't think you meet too many world champion grapplers ever. At least I haven't. You're the first I've ever met. So like, what was that journey like?
1: Oh, well, I started in judo. My dad was my judo teacher. He got me started in judo when I was three. I got on the mat and I just wouldn't leave. And so I've been uh, judo grappling ever since. And yeah, it's just been, uh, you know, my, my grandfather did judo we had like samurai in our blood that did like variations of you know the martial art so yeah it's it's been in my blood bloodline for a long time so
0: it's in my DNA and hey, wait, uh, that's really cool you have like samurai like legacy running through your veins
1: yep yep so I'm told my uh, grandfather's uh, sister told me that so I mean I've been tra- it's taken me around the world I've competed all over in Japan Sweden uh, Hungary, South America, Colombia. i in Russia. I've done different types of events too, like hand-to-hand fighting, um, sambo wrestling, judo, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, grappling. You know, pretty much. You know, I find out what the competition is, find out the rules, and then I jump in
0: dude that's insane so let me ask you because like i am really ridiculously curious about this because you know i came from the world of parkour so movement is like i love movement you know was this something that was premeditated or planned or did it just kind of naturally occur like one thing just kind of led to another or was it like there's like a little 12 year old scott that just sat there and was like i'm going to be like number one
1: um actually let me let me grab this for you let me let me show you something cool i i I teach high school, so we do goal setting every year at the beginning of the semester. And I show this to my students uh, every year. And I'll, let me share this with
0: you. Oh shoot, this is going to be exciting. It's about to like pull out. I have a feeling you're going to like just pull out a journal entry. It's going to be like dated like 1990. Just like, yo, check it out.
1: Oh, well. It's, it's, it's tucked away someplace, I'll have, have to look for it later. But uh, it's a book that I made when I was like, um, in fourth grade, I was 10 years old. And it talks about the, my, my life's future. So our teacher made us make it, do an assignment. We had to write about our life's future. And in it, I put that I'd win the world championships and I have my hand above my, my head. And um, yeah, the picture look, looks exactly like the real picture when I won the world championships, I got the gold medal.
0: Uh, no way. You know,
1: Buddha,
0: All right. So serious question: Did you yeah. find that book, right, that entry, before or after you won? Like, was it like after you won? Then one day you're cleaning out the house.
1: No, my mom. um she, she was getting ready to sell her house, so she sent me a bunch of stuff that she found in my room, and then she found that book. So she sent it to me, um, and then I went to I No, I went to Poland, Krakow, Poland, for that World Championships, and then when I came back, it was waiting for me. It'd been at the post office three weeks and I opened up this box and I started reading the story it was like the exact picture of uh championships and I had just taken that picture with me with my hand up in the air winning and then um up on the award stand and then even the people that were in it too like the guy that I beat he was a three-time world champion he had lost in 82 matches and a guy from France and I and I drew a guy with a mustache and it's like oh this-. no way dude and then I, I put like this guy on my right he's gonna have a big chin and uh kind of a scruffy face and the guy who's from uh, Budapest Hungary that I beat um, with a big chin and scruff on his face. So I show that to my students every year like hey this is an assignment that my teacher did with me. We had to we had to write down like things we would, I even put like yeah just you know all the things I wrote down in there a lot of them came true so
0: Scott, holy crap. Dude, that is honestly probably one of the coolest things. I had no idea you were about to say that. And that's like, you're making me want to go like through my basement, find some of my old <laughs> journals and see like what's happened. Because I mean, that's a power and that's a testament to goal setting. And that's something, you know, I mean, the show's called Into the Mind, obviously. So I believe okay, yeah, mindset yeah. is heavy. I think it's really important and being able to actually take the thoughts in there, put it to paper And then that's the first step of bringing it into the reality. So to hear you say like, yeah, like as a little child, you did this. Because once you do that, once you take a thought and put it on the paper, you're attracting it into your life. So all those things that we asked for way back when you either got it already or it's still on its way. So that's really cool. I love that you actually take that lesson and bring it to your students. So you have your students goal set.
1: Yeah, I give them out these little uh, note cards. And then I, I, you know, I call them my magic cards and they have to write down three goals they want to accomplish in the next year. And I have, uh, or and, you know, in the future. And I had students go from straight F's to straight A's. I had students get their dream bike. I had the students get their dream car. I've had students thank me on Facebook like, hey, Mr. Garcia, like this year I had a couple of students say, you know, I'm in the Army now. I'm serving in Korea. I remember you, you had us write down that. Um, goals. And that was one of my goals, Or I, Another student wrote me Facebook messaged me this year. It's like, oh, I got that F-150 truck, you know, that I use for my painting job. And, you know, I wrote that as one of my goals. And, you know, thanks for doing that goal setting. It works.
0: Man, I freaking love that. That's so awesome to hear. So, you know, I do want to ask you a question about that, actually, mm-hmm. when you have them write it down, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine first off that you still goal set for yourself, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah
1: definitely. Right goal setting come true like with real estate it's
0: been amazing dude that's awesome because actually that's going to be a question i had for you in a little bit as well yeah you know with um so when you set the goal because i know a lot of people have heard about different things they've heard about law of attraction and different things of that nature and they would write their goal down but they say that they never achieve their goal right it never happens Mm -hmm. for them you know what do you say to that when you see people that uh
1: they kind of say like well I've, i've tried that and it doesn't work um like you got to feel it in your heart you got like i visualize it like a movie happening in my head and i could see it like i just you know kind of close my eyes and and i send a vibe out with my heart and i just like i'm i get excited about like i see myself winning the championship i see myself on the beach of bora bora swimming in the water feeling the water feeling the sensations of the sun you know beaming on me like you know i just see it before it happens and then i'm great i send out gratitude it's not like you know, I've had goals in the past where I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to win this tournament. I have to be the champion. 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 And it kind of like, um, repelled the goal because I was so focused on it. And, and, um, but when I like, just put it out, like in the universe, like, and I write it down I'm like, okay, it's out there. Now I'm going to, I'm going to train for it, but, um, it doesn't, I'm gonna put it out there. So my, one of my mentors in Japan, she taught me to say this saying, katemo ishi ishi demokatsu. So it's okay if I if I win, it's okay if I lose, but I'm gonna win. So it's kind of like I put my, that winning energy out. Like it's okay if I win, it's okay if I mess it up, if I, you know, out there and lose, but eventually I'm gonna win. So, you know, it's okay to go make mistakes. It's okay to mess it up. Like, you know, I like the door knock in real estate and, you know, I mess up on the doors. It's okay, but you know, I go with a friend, so I just make it fun, you know. So anything that I don't want to do, I do with friends, or you know, and it makes makes things more enjoyable. The tasks that I don't want to do.
0: Man, Scott, like honestly, dude, you just gave me like goosebumps. Like you seriously just gave me good vibes, and I'm sitting in New York, and you're in Arizona right now, which is insane. (laughs) Because you know, there's a lot of validity and a lot of truth to what you said as far as setting that goal, making sure it's okay, you know whether or not you win or you lose, but really having that feeling, right? having that vibration, yeah. having that, that energy, something that naturally gets you excited. You don't have to fake yourself into being pumped up about it, but getting yourself actually to the point where you are pumped up about it, there's, there's a lot of power in that, and that begins to attract things to you much faster. Which is super cool. And then when you actually go to take action on these items now, right? You're now yeah. training, right? Like when you're working out, you're training toward this goal. You're training with a place of mental faith that you're actually going to get there. So your training mm-hmm. is even now different because you're training with the expectation to win. So now you're doing the training of a winner.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like this summer, it's 118 degrees out. I'm like some days I'm like, well, I don't want to go outdoor knocking. But then I kept visualizing, oh, when I get this big house or when I, you know, find that house. And then we just recently, um, you know, we found, found a house, we bought it wholesale and then we fixed and flipped it. And it was, a, it was a big house, 3,313 square feet house Dang. for 185,000. And we just, um, it's going to close in a few weeks and, uh, 15,000 above asking price
0: 35,000.
1: Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, man. so it'll be a good good payday with me and my partner. Adam. So, yeah, it, a lot of times you're tested too before that Before that blessing comes in your life. Like all these like trials, all these like things, I mean, you go, ah, oh, I can't take it anymore, right? But you're just being tested for that that blessing. So I have a, yeah, now tribulation comes come, come with the blessing. So, so- you're tested. Yeah, you know, so and
0: that's a good segue for, you know, because like, so you come from this world of grappling from athletics to martial arts. And then, you know, there's a there's a lot in between there. I mean, you told me you were a teacher that you coached wrestling, that you uh, were a magician at one point as well, which, you know, so how did you go from, I guess, training most of your life or most of your young life to become this world champion to transitioning into these other spaces, and then eventually find yourself in real estate?
1: Um, well, I've always wanted to do real estate. You know, um, I, I wrote, when I was in college, a friend introduced me to the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and uh, The Cash Flow Game. And so, you know, for many years, I'm like, okay, how can I get into this real estate game? You know, and I was just doing it by myself. I had moved to Arizona, I bought my first property, I started running out the rooms and the market, tanked. Um, so I bought it when it was high. And then I, I just thought I needed like a ton of money to do more real, real estate deals. And so I've been looking for like a, a tribe, a team to like do real estate with that. That makes it fun, right? And so now I can ask people questions and I don't feel all alone in this um, game of real estate. So that's what makes it fun. So then I can, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like going to judo practice, right? Like if I'm just doing judo by myself, it's it's kind of hard, I'll do it, but it's not as, you know, you can't go up to next, you know, the next level. But when you get other people to train with and you start cranking out, you know, 500 pushups a night or like a thousand repetitions of, of the, of the judo throw you're going to do, it transfers over into like real estate, you know, the repetitions, like doing the stuff that, um, you might not necessarily want to do, but it's going to make you better,
0: man. I got to first off, I gotta say, I love when you, uh, when, like, whenever I have a guest on and they answer questions that like, I have to ask, but I didn't ask. But like just now you answered a question I had for you. So I'm going to highlight it just so the listeners know exactly what I want them to grab. Because you just said something really valuable, right? You said two things, actually, right? Within the real estate space, finding that community of people that's going to make it fun because it makes a difference. If you're not having fun with what you're doing, you will always and forever eventually burn out. It's just... No one can sustain for so long. We need other people to help recharge us. Like if the activity isn't fun, it's not recharging us. It's only draining. There's only so much I can give to an activity that continuously drains me, right? So that's one. But then two, you spoke about that repetition, right? Being able to do what it takes to get the rep work in. And again, that ties into having fun with it. And you learn that from actually all your athletic training and seeing how it transfers. You know, So something I was going to ask was, did you find that the skills you learned in judo, did the, any of that transfer over into real estate?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Everything transferred over, you know, cause you know, just showing up, that's like 80% of it, you know, just getting there to practice, you know um, just showing up to like, you know, the flip or, you know, showing up to do the work um, showing up to find the deals, you know um, and then just having that courage. Cause it's uncomfortable talking to people you don't know for the first time, right? And so you have to get yourself out of that um, space where it's unnatural. But, you know, I was a missionary for two years for my church in Japan. And, uh, you know, we learned to just talk to people on the streets, talk to people on the trains, talk to people, you know, at their doorstep. And so it kind of gets you out of that, um, that uh, mindset where it's weird to talk to strangers. And then, you know, I've talked to them for a few minutes, you know, you guys come come friends.
0: Dude, and that's like the thing about you, Scott, like, honestly, man, you have such a, you're a big guy, but you carry such a good, positive, inviting energy. Like it is thanks. unreal, like how strong of a force field you create, where it's like, I literally feel your positive energy from over here, man. Like no joke, oh, It thanks. is like the strangest thing. Like its I love it, man. I really, I truly do love it. And, you know, it's something that obviously it lends, especially to what we do in real estate, because we are working with people. This is a, it's a people business, no matter what people think we're, you know, buying houses, something we always say, we're buying problems, right? We show up Mm -hmm. and we're fixing people's problems. We're problem solvers. And the only way to fix a person's problem is if they tell you what it is, right? And they're only going to tell you what it is if you make yourself a person that can be spoken to that, that could communicate that they want to talk to. So, I mean, how long has it been since you actually stepped into the real estate game? So when did you, I know you said you moved to Arizona, you, you purchased a home, um, you know, you came out here and got your own home, but like, when did this whole process start? When did you really start, you know, chomping down on real estate?
1: Oh, about a year, a year ago, a year and a half ago. is when I started. So um, I, I flipped our primary home. We fixed it up, lived it for a few years. And then flipped, it made like eighty five thousand dollars on it, and I'm like, whoa, I need, <laughs> you know, I need to do something different, right? I need to get more into this real estate game, and then, um, yeah, so I, you know, I just started networking, focusing, buying into educational programs, learning like how to do how to do this, and we had an emergency uh, in our family where, uh, yeah, like um, my wife almost died in childbirth. And then I had to take off a, a month and a half off of, of school to take care of her. And uh, um, I was like, well, what what happens in the next emergency? Like, because it was unpaid leave, and so I had to take off for like a month and a half, take care of the family. And then I was like, whoa, the school system's not gonna, you know, take care of me if you know another emergency happens. I need I need to change. So that was kind of the wake-up call. And so then I really started focusing more. I bought like, you know, three properties like that first month. Um, when i really start focusing and uh yeah just just start going from there wow
0: dude that's that's real
1: yeah so that's, that's october yeah
0: wow so that you said that was back in october what that was last a year ago in
1: october yeah
0: wow man well first off i'm happy that everything worked out for the best yeah. and uh but you know that is a scary wake up call you know a lot of people do believe they have job security you know, until something happens. I mean, even with what's going on this past year, 2020, you know, people got shook and awake that the position they had in life that they thought was so secure, wasn't really secure. And they recognized that they hadn't worked on any skills personally, that makes Mm -hmm. them, you know, a force to be reckoned with that they're not self sufficient. They were actually relying on somebody or something else. You know, that's not a good position to be in. That's never a good feeling to realize, oh, wow, I can't do anything for my own situation right now Mm -hmm. so that lights a fire under your butt you start flipping i mean so what that fire gets lit under your butt and is it like off to youtube academy is it off to the real estate yeah
1: yeah i started like doing youtube academy and i'm like okay so how are these wholesalers doing how are they getting the leads you know just all the beginning questions i was getting frustrated like okay i need like some more you know i need more education because you know obviously they're the having results and I can't figure it out so then I invest in uh, different programs and then uh, you know just start networking with more people and like asking questions like how are you doing this how are you getting the leads okay that's how you're doing okay you know just and then just trying you know trying with see what seeing what works for me what didn't work for me you know so some things work for some people some things work for me some you know everybody has their own on different uh, paths or things they enjoy doing. So let me
0: ask, what's your, as far as like your, your real estate business now, what's it look like nowadays? Is it, you know, wholesaling, is it predominantly flipping? Is it turning to rental properties? Is it a combination of all three or? More? Combination.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like to get more rental properties. Right. But uh, um, it's been, you know, wholesaling, uh, fix and flipping. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, but you're absolutely. looking
0: to move kind of know with uh, the creative finance route, right? You know, that's why we, yeah. we love that because it's it's a way to provide a real solution for folks. And then ultimately, it's a way to get into a property that, you know, first rule is cash flow, right? We're looking for cash Definitely. flow all day.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, my one rental property, I have eight guys living there. I got a uh, positive cash flow of 1300 a month. You know, Which I charge nuts. a room, you know, and they divide up utilities and, it's kind of like a group home setting, like uh, not a group home, but um, I rent each room out individually. So, uh, and it's pretty inexpensive. I mean, 300 bucks is nothing for, but for these guys, it's a lot because I mean, they're, you know, struggling or, you know, everybody had their different stories. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I'd like to get more of those type of properties and, you know, like subject to and then, and then rent them out and have that cash flow. So, like if an emergency ever does come up, you know, you, you know, you can fix and flip and then go to the next deal and then put all your money into that fix and flip. And then it seems like you're, you know, constantly, you know, chasing after that job. But if you have that constant cash flow coming in each month, then you know it takes a lot of stress off your shoulders.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's um, you know, it's a thought process or a mindset that gets developed a little bit. I think it's a little bit more of a mature mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. A lot of folks get caught up, you know, with the very flashy big check, you know, like a $40,000 check assignment fee, super nice. 18,000, super nice. 20,000, super nice. Like those checks are really sexy, but then you recognize they're really transactional and they take a lot of energy, effort, time. And, you know, after it's all said and done, you're kind of back where you started. Now, I mean, yeah, now you have more money, but ultimately you're back in a place where you actually haven't developed any wealth yet, right? Mm -hmm. Because that money, once it's spent, it's gone and you're back where you were, you know? So that's really cool to hear that you recognize that you're looking to build out the empire. So, you know, you're somebody that does goal set, right? You know, have you begun, first off, this year of 2020, you know, would you say that you were able to map out what you wanted this year to look like and did it go you know did it come to fruition for the most part or you know were you off did you find things changed like how did this year work for you from the beginning
1: Oh, uh, it's been it's been a roller coaster like ups and downs you know with COVID hitting and then trying to sell properties when when, when the market you know with covid and then uh i mean just you know getting down and then like opportunities present itself and like oh hey we like one of my friends was like hey we have too many like picks and flips properties we need to wholesale this still so you know be my uh, one of my friends, we I said, hey, we got this property in Mesa. You know, are you interested? And uh, we flipped that together. We rehabbed the whole thing in nine days with her crew. Wow. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like, I you know, so it was it was a good experience. Like, um, I've I've seen that my friend Laurel. Uh, you you met. Oh, yeah, her? I remember Laurel. Yeah, she's awesome. Laurel. Yeah, so we, we um, her crew rehabbed the property in nine days, and we flipped it together and uh she, yeah she I've, I've seen her i've known her for for years for, uh, 13 years and I, I saw her when she became a real estate agent i saw when she started um flipping and then our conversations were different like she's like oh yeah i only made like forty thousand dollars on this flip i'm like laurel that's as much as like teachers making a whole year <laughs> one deal like can you i've been asking her for years if she could teach me you know how to flip and so um last year um yeah she started teaching me and you know, started inviting me to like, you know, real estate disruptors meetings. And I started like meeting guys like Pace and Jamil and uh, started learning more about how to wholesale. And and then Laurel and I started, you know, doing flips together. And then, yeah, I got my first wholesale deal. i got a $13,000 check and uh, helped Laurel with that. I sold it to Laurel and, you know, she flipped it and made, made a good amount of money. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just been amazing. Amazing journey for a school. I mean, I'm still teaching full time, you know, and um, yeah, gonna get into acting pretty soon here. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Dude, holy crap. So, you know, like again, man, like this is why it's so cool. Cause like I have like this personal feeling that because you have this positive energy to you, right? You have this positive vibe as you kind of work through the world, these opportunities, you know, they kind of come towards you and you're. You're wise enough, you're smart enough to have the awareness to recognize when they're in front of you and grab hold of it. You know, like, cause that's a crazy chain of events. You know, you have this friend, you kind of keep bugging her to teach you about this real estate stuff. She's like, okay. She brings you out to an event. At this event, you're meeting the right people, you're seeing the person that's gonna eventually be your future mentor. You join that mentorship, you really start learning the ins and outs, and like you're learning from the world, some of the world's best in the industry that are still alive and doing it today, then you start building out this crazy, amazing connection and network of people that ultimately you're going to grow into. Like this is your new community, you know, and all while at the same time, you're still maintaining a full-time job. Like you're still maintaining a full-time role as a teacher, you know? So how do you balance the two? How do you juggle that? How's that been?
1: Uh, When I was attending the air force Academy, they teach a lot about time management. So I was like a division one wrestler. I got recruited to wrestle for them. And then you have your military duties, you got your, you know, inspections, parade practices. And then on top of that, you're taking 22 credits a semester. And these are like hard classes, computer programming, chemistry, calculus, Japanese. And so, you know, you have to learn, you learn real quickly, like just trying to balance your, your time with, with everything. So, you know, that was a really good um, training for, for this. So ever, you know, ever since I had that experience, you know, Everything else seems pretty easy in life, you know. Just trying to balance, you know. I get kind of bored when I don't have a lot of things going on, you know.
0: Dude, I like it. So, like, you kind of you learned really how to thrive in somewhere where it's like it's a lot of demand, high demand. Because you're right, like twenty. Well, first off, twenty two credits. Like, people complain about twelve credits. Yeah. You know? So you're literally taking almost twice their course load, and then you're still balancing work. You're still balancing balancing being trained. And you're having to take the responsibility on creating your schedule yourself. So I imagine, obviously, like you're saying, coming into the space of real estate and having a full-time gig, well, it's like, all right, well, I know I'm working in nine to five, then great. That just means I have all the hours before 9am and all the hours after 5pm. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. So when you would come home, like what did your schedule look like? Was it like you were studying for this stuff before work, after work, you know, how, what did like a typical day, I guess, you know, at the beginning of when you started so let's say this time last year what mm-hmm. did a typical day look like and then nowadays what does a typical day look like
1: uh, well last year I was doing like an evening school and so it was a credit recovery program so kids would come into my class if they failed failed government history or economics and so um, it was kind of like a different setup I didn't have to get into school to about you know 10 and I could leave out of school about 515 so it was a little bit different uh, setup but you know I would just I'd be up at like three in the morning, like on Facebook, looking for like real estate deals. And um, yeah, like my first three deals came from Facebook, you know, and, you know, uh, I don't know, like once, once I determined I was going to do something, then like all these opportunities started coming my way. And, you know, I just started, um, you know, things would appear, you know, I can't explain it, but they would just opportunities would just appear. I'm like, Oh, I recognize that that's opportunity. Okay you know, let's, let's hop on that, you know, or see what I could do to, to move on this. Um, yeah. And then like with the schedule with, with COVID now, like, um, you know, it's all, it's all online. So I teach from my bedroom in my house. Nice. And so like, after, you know, a certain time when I get off at like, you know, two, three, three o'clock, I'm, I'm going out and I'm knocking on doors and, you know, uh, you know, finding deals that way
0: dude i freaking love it you have like it's so funny like scott like i can't like help but like as i'm watching i'm like dude this guy's got like an aura to him like oh, my brain is nice. just, like he's got like you've got the sauce like there's like if people could figure out how to bottle up what you have yeah. and sell it they would be multi-chillionaires yeah. like you've got the sauce man so that's really cool though i do again like that's you so you figure out how to time manage you're able to work you know especially now with everything being virtual you can work from home and then once you're done you go out and you start kind of tapping into everything else so i'm curious to hear your opinion on this right i have a theory right and my theory is when people take something right for instance you did judo right before all of this you spent a long time practicing and working that craft and allowing that craft to teach you, I imagine a lot about life, a lot about goal setting, a lot about discipline, a lot about perseverance, dedication, and all of this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And although it seems to be so completely different than real estate, I imagine that because you took all the time to stay focused in this one particular area and you mastered all these skills, later when you pivoted to something completely foreign and brand new, it wasn't like you were necessarily starting from ground zero anymore because the individual that you were came into this space. And it was almost like you got to like, yeah, you still had to go learn the basics, but you got to forego a lot of that struggle because you had already experienced it over here. Would you say there's anything
1: to that? Oh yeah, definitely. Everything like, and I mean, there was plenty of times when I was, you know, younger, I wanted to quit, but my dad was my judo teacher, you know, and then he was a big six three, three thirty, And so, you know, I do not want to tell him I don't want to go to practice. Right. And so <laughs> he always kind of like, you know, kept pushing me like, you know, okay, let's go, let's get in the van. And then, you know, I'd go win my a national championships, my first national championship. So I won when I was 10 years old and, you know, 12 years old and then four, you know, 14, I won like six national championships and, in, in uh, judo grappling and, uh, wrestling, but, and another thing is just finding a good coach. If you want to, if you want to be, the, you know, if you want to excel, you got to find a good coach and then you might only go so far with this coach and then you got to go to the next level and find a, another coach that can take you to the next, to the next height. So like, you know, in, uh, in aspects in life, when I want to get better at something, I'm like, okay, where can I find the best coaches at, you know, where, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll follow them everything i can can, i can from them and like just be open you know try to be coachable you know and then yeah just put the put the reps in i mean if you want to use a throw in judo you got to do it like ten thousand times before you can go do it in a tournament so it's just you're gonna suck at it at first you know but then after a while you just get better and better and better so yeah i mean just it's just like you know making videos for facebook instagram um i you know I really sucked at it in the beginning, but now like I found like some a lot of private money lenders do like, hey, I see you're working on this flip, you know, and hey, can we be a part of your next project? You know, I have X amount of, of money that I can invest with you. I mean, yeah, even my I was in a I was <laughs> I was in a teaching evaluation this week and my vice principal is doing my evaluation. He's like, hey I, I saw you know I saw you doing these flips. I got I got some coin to invest <laughs> <laughs> I saw you on Facebook doing it, you know. So like, yeah, you know, it's just I'm, the power of social media nowadays. It's it's amazing. Like we have like this built-in TV studio in, in our palm, and you know, I always wished because I've I've had a lot of experiences in my life. I've seen a lot of things ever since I was a young kid. I mean, I lived in Japan when I was younger, got my black belt there. Um, you know, did a lot of traveling to Canada, competed there, and I've seen a lot of beautiful places. But I was like, I wish there was a, some some way to share with my friends and my family, like my experiences. And now with like Facebook, Instagram, I put a picture up and people can experience, like even this waterfall in the background here, this is in the middle of the Grand Canyon on the Indian Indian reservation. And it's just beautiful. It's like, I've been to 30 different countries and this is like one of the most beautiful place I've been in the world. Uh, wow. there. There's like all these waterfalls um, in the Grand Canyon, like three big ones like this, you can go swimming in it. Um, but yeah, like sharing those experiences with people that might not have, like necessarily known there's a waterfall in the Grand Canyon, you know, that you can go swim in or camp out at. And so just, uh, I do that with my students to try to create a bigger world for people, make them aware of, you know, what's out there, more things that you in it, you know, makes people happier, gives them goals, things to look forward to in life.
0: Man, I love it. I love it. Because, you know, that's the important things, at least in my opinion, those are the important things that truly matter. And they get lost, right? You know, a lot of people don't remember to speak about it, they don't teach about it, maybe they themselves don't know about it, and they're not living it. You know, and I think it's evident when someone doesn't know about it, because there's this lack of joy that resonates from them versus, you know, like, again, like, I know, I keep like saying it to you, but like, it's true. Like, I I really do mean it when I say like, there's this, sense of joy that comes to you not saying that every day is a perfect day for you but there's a sense of like you know this person is actually happy with themselves with their life with their decisions and their choices you know and they understand that they're going to keep moving forward so it's like you're able to create your own future you're able to take responsibility for the life you have and the life you live and that's something that you know we hope that schools teach the next generation we hope that you know each other is learning but we recognize when we go out into the world and we speak to some people that it's not being taught especially when you remind them and you see it in their heads like oh wow you truly forgot this you know we have we it's almost like a mission that you know we have to go out there it's our duty to re-spark that to reignite that flame and make sure it doesn't go out right so what actually because i imagine that there's something deeper with, you know, why you became a teacher or at least, you know, with your students, I imagine first off, they're probably super lucky to have you because, you know, a lot of teachers, I know I had a lot of teachers. Some of them were great, but not many of them. I don't think actually any of them ever spoke to me about goal setting. And I wish at least one would have ever given that to me at a young age. That would have been a gift. And I don't think I had to go find that out on my own. I just found that out by reading. So you know, what's, uh what's with the work with the school? Is that something you're looking to, to keep? Do you enjoy doing that? How's, how's that play into things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I love working with kids. I love planting those seeds. You know, there's, they're so moldable, moldable, you know, when they're growing up, they don't know like what they want to do in life or, you know, what's out there, you know, what kind of jobs there are, or what kind of experiences there are, like what kind of places to travel to. So like um, in my classroom, I have like all these pictures of, famous people that i've you know met or you know worked out with or um, places i've traveled to in the world um, it, you know i have like posters all over the the place because a lot of times the kids are like, oh you're lying you're a liar you never <laughs> won the championships or you never met you know this person or you never i'm like oh yeah look right here i'm swimming with sharks right here you know or i'm swimming with dolphins in hawaii like check this out you know or um so you know i just put pictures up and it, it, it sparks up conversations and i'm like well you want me to teach you how to travel like for like cheap here take out these credit here's a credit card right here you, you sign for this credit card they give you a free flight to like a lot of places in the world i'm like oh that easy okay you know so nice. teach them how to i'm like it doesn't cost much to travel It doesn't cost much to work towards a goal you know you just have to put the timer. You find people that are doing what you want and then you study with them or ask them questions and then you copy what they're doing. You'll get the similar results.
0: See, dude, Scott, you're the kind of teacher that schools should have, right? Because you're teaching from a place of experience, you know, and that's what's missing big time in the world. You know, that's why even like, for instance, I love teaching, right? And I coach parkour and Any of my students, you can tell who they are because their movement models my own. It looks like my own because I teach from what I know how to do, right? Whenever they come to me with questions that I can't necessarily answer because I don't have that experience, I point Mm -hmm. them in the right direction. You know, so even myself, I go on, just like yourself, I go and find the right people who are doing what I want to do. And when I find them, they give wisdom and it's amazing. And I'm like, wow, this is so awesome. And I want to pass it on to other people. But I recognize like, "Mm, I'm still applying it myself. So I don't get to teach it yet, which is why the podcast was created, because then I got to say, well, let me just get those people to still teach it to me. But now we're just going to record it so other people can learn from it as well. So, you know, right now I know there are some people listening and they're just like, wow, this guy is talking about goal setting. This guy is talking about it's possible and he's actually lived it and It's interesting because I would consider you a a huge success, you know, like because you've set goals for yourself and you've accomplished them and you're continuously moving forward in a direction of your own choosing. So that in my mind makes you a success because I know if you decide tomorrow you wanted to go to space, you would start figuring out how to get to space and you would start working towards accomplishing that goal. So I want people to learn from individuals like you who actively do that and they manifest that and they cultivate that sort of skill, which within themselves, because it's something that can be, should be cultivated. You know,
1: actually, I'm going to, um, my business partner just asked me to staff this event where we actually, uh, well, this coming up next weekend, uh, there's an event where they teach you how to get your goals. Like they teach you how to, um, everything we talked about today, I, I went a year ago and uh, yeah, that's, that's been pretty influential in my life too, like in, you know, go to the next level with, with goal setting and a um, lot, of, lot of cool experiences I've, I've had with, with that, um, with the seminars that I'm going to now, like I'll get a chance to give back and this weekend will be my first time staffing this event and um, teaching people you know, like encouraging them to, uh, yeah, take that path. You know, live the life of their dreams. You know, it sounds cliche, but like you can actually, it's like life's like a menu, right? You could just pick out like, oh, I want this. I like this experience, or I want this experience. Well, what's what's holding you back from having that? Like, just your fear. Your fear is holding you back. You know, but so if it comes from like a place of love, place of like um, gratitude, you know, figure out a way to do that, whatever it is.
0: Man, you are spot on. You know, it took my brain a little while to understand as I got a little bit older that it's not a life. Isn't a this or that kind of game. It's a, mm-hmm. this end that, you know, a lot of people think when choices are in front of them by picking one choice, they're immediately saying no to all the other choices. But why? That's not necessarily the case. You can create any combination that you like, you know, and I think a lot of us forget that there's a saying that I heard that I really liked and I kept it with me all these years. It's that you can have your cake and eat it too, right? It's like you can have everything in life that you want. You just can't necessarily have it all at the exact same time, but you can have everything you want and just recognize like to me, that was powerful. I said, okay. Okay, so I can have everything. Yeah, maybe I just have to grab this. It's kind of like going to the all-you-can-eat buffet. Like, yeah, you can eat as much food as you want here. Your plate can only hold a certain amount at a time. So go fill up, eat it, come back, and then you can come get the rest. You know?
1: I like that analogy, yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, so Scott, it's, I mean, so far, it's been super fun talking to you. So I have two questions that I like to ask every single guest when they come on the show, right? Okay. And these are my favorite, right? So first off, you know, you're obviously a fan of continued learning. I'm a fan of continued education, continued learning. And one of uh-huh. the best ways to learn is through books, right? So do you have two books that were just complete and utter paradigm shifts for you. I know you said you picked up rich dad, poor dad. So yeah. besides that book, do you have two other books that were just, you know, game changing for you?
1: Yeah. Well, one, one would be, um, when I went, when I joined the air force, I was at the air force cabin, I went it's a preparatory school. And they had this book called how to win friends, influence people that they issued to us. And I was like, Oh, okay. I just, I don't read books. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I remember this one, one girl in my squadron, she was like, Oh, this book is really good. I read it, you know? And if it's like, if you call up the phone, phone company and say, Hey, you mess up my bill and you yell at them, you know, and you get nowhere, but then you call them up. There's a different way to do it. It's like, you know, I really like your company, but I, you know, I re- appreciate your service over the years, but I was really disappointed when this happened. And then they, you know, um, it just showed, showed me ways how to work with people and show appreciation and, it's kind of been like a, a roadmap with, with me working with people in life, you know, just principles I've read from that book. And, and then another one would be the, the you know, the scriptures I have here, you know, like just reading the, the word of God and like, you know, reading the principles in the book and just feeling that um, spiritual energy, that spiritual recharge, you know, um, in the mornings when I read it, you know, it's just uplifting.
0: Man. Scott, I love it. I love it. Honestly, both of those books, first off, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Absolutely amazing. I think everybody should read it, and then reread it, and then reread it again. And that's a book that you should revisit at the very least once a year, at the very least. And like, I truly mean that. And then, you know, I'm happy to hear you say the scriptures, because, you know, something that's been new to me is tapping back into my faith, right, Mm -hmm. and tapping back into the word. And sitting down, and it's funny because actually a few of us in sub two, um, like Oscar and like a few of us, Keratin, um, we actually created a little bit of like, a, well, I created a book club, and then we turned our book club into a little bit of a Bible study as well, because we wanted to get some more faith-based reading. And, you know, it's powerful. It really is powerful stuff. And it's it's funny how it's so in line with a lot of what we look to do. The Bible really is this kind of like it's a it's like a basic instruction guide on how to be and how to live you know so that's really cool so i'm happy to hear you uh kind of give credit to there to that book as well you know
1: it's powerful man
0: yeah no it truly is recharging so so i got one more question for you and this one is like my all-time favorite question and in fact shireen from our group she uh she suggested that i create a book out of everybody's answers to this one okay So I'm pretty excited to hear what your answer is going to be. So let's imagine, right, tomorrow morning you wake up and you don't know anything, right? You are a blank slate. You lose all your memories. You lose the fact that you've been doing judo. You lose the fact that you are, you know, Scott, that you've learned real estate, that you teach, that you're just empty blank slate, right? But you wake up, you're in a good place, you're friendly, you know, you don't even remember your family, like nothing. However, you get to retain one piece of wisdom, right? There's one little like thought in your mind that's there and you don't question it for anything. Like you just accept it as truth. You don't even know why you accept it as truth, but you just take it and you run with it. What would you want that piece of wisdom or that thought to be?
1: Um, Well, for me, like, just uh, that faith in God, that faith, you know, we talked about the scriptures a little bit, but just, you know, that I could count on him, that I feel his love, that I could pray, you know, and have like answers, you know, in his time given to me. So for me that, I mean, that's the first thing that when you ask that, that's the first thing that popped into my mind because, you know, you can go anywhere in the world and you still have him, you know, watching over you, you know, and so um, just that connection you know, knowing that, you know, we're children of God, that he loves us, that, you know, he sent his son, Jesus Just I know this is like not a religious show, but I mean, that's just, you know, I, you know, like when I go on the mat, I pray, you know, like, please help me do my best. Please help me give me the strength. And then I just go out there and, and, and I fight, you know, on the judo mats and the wrestling mats and he gives, he gives me strength. And, you know, when I travel in the world, you know, like different places, I'm in different countries and Sometimes I, you know, I need help, and then like people show up right away and help help me. And I'm like, oh, that was that was his hand, you know. Or even like when I go doorknob, you know, I can pray, and then I go out and like, you know, who who can I help today? Who can I serve? And like I'll run into people like, hey, you know, we're having a t- tough time. We're in bankruptcy. We might lo- we're gonna lose our house. You know, just different situations that you know they don't they need help out of. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I can buy this house from you and. You know, I can buy a pod so you can move to Seattle. I can, you know, pay your lawyer fee off for you and, you know, and give you some money to, to help you move. And, you know, and they're grateful because they're in a tough situation. So, you know, just being, being in the service of, you know, others and just, you know, um, yeah. So I, that's what I would take with me because, you know, we can go anywhere. You can forget everything that happened before, but if you have that connection with God and Jesus, it's, you know, help you anywhere in life, anywhere you go in the world. Scott,
0: dude, I love it. I seriously, seriously love it because, you know, it's like, honestly, first off to have you like, have that be your answer. It means a lot, right? Because you are a living testimony to your own beliefs and your own systems. And for a lot of young men, like I know myself personally, right? I grew up coming from a place of I like rebelled against church heavily. Like I just, I was convinced I knew everything. You couldn't tell me anything else, you know, just I'm the smartest human on planet earth and that's it. I have all the answers. Right. And for some dumb reason I pushed away. And as I've gotten older, I recognize like, wait, why am I pushing away? First off, everything that I am as like my core beings, like all my core values, it's very in line with the teachings in the Bible. You know it's like why mm-hmm. like that's literally the bible is explaining exactly what i want to do with the world anyway like i want to make a better place yeah. i want to serve i want to so it's, first off it was just like logically stupid for me to push away it just made no sense because there exists my community and then recognizing that all the things that i can't explain the bible seems to have this explanation for well hey look if you listen to this law of god and law of the universe then what happened to you makes perfect sense. And you're like, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Like, you know, so actually something that, you know, I'm there with you where like you say, before you get on the mat, you pray, before you go out and door knock, you pray, you know, on I've been getting more into, before I start picking up the phone and calling, I pray. And Mm -hmm. literally like my phone calls have just overnight turned out like they're just producing more fruit. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, there is, there is something to it like i mean even right now this book the four spiritual laws of prosperity you know this is one of the books we're reading uh, for the book club and you know it speaks about certain principles in the universe of just like you know tithing the power of service just
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. it, it's true so i'm always super grateful when you know you're a man that young men can look up to right you're by this, like, if I didn't know anything about you, I'm just gonna be like, whoa, that's a big, strong guy. Like my little boy brain would like start listening and following you because you carried this big, strong physique. So then for the words that come out to also be big and strong, you know, for you to be speaking on God, for you to be speaking on your faith, that's important. That's crucial. And I am beyond grateful that, you know, you you shared that seriously. So thank you.
1: I appreciate you, man. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for having me on the
0: show. Dude, absolutely. I mean, I know for a fact so many people have like that are listening to this, that have listened to this episode, got a ton of value. They see, hopefully they see the power of, you know, positive mindset, the power of discipline, the power of working towards your goals and setting those goals and the power of having faith and trusting, you know, knowing that you can rely on a power and a being higher than yourself, relying on God to guide you through. And, you know, thank you so much for that. So let me ask you for people that are interested. Also, by the way, we never even got into the fact that, you know, Loki, you are going into acting. So I I do want to know more about that. I think think we're going to have to go on like Facebook live or Instagram live one day and like talk (laughs) about that. But for people that want to connect with you, how can they find you?
1: Uh, Probably Instagram is the, the best way right now. Because there's no limit on friends, I'm getting closer to my 5,000 max on Facebook limit, and so probably probably Instagram, Scott K Garcia at you know S C O T T K G A R C I A on Instagram. That, that's probably the best way to to get a hold of me.
0: Awesome. So I'm gonna drop that, guys. If you're looking for Scott, I'm gonna drop his IG handle in the description below. You'll be able to find him. It's Scott K Garcia. You know S C O right k garcia on instagram hit him up tell him thank you for dropping this episode send him a dm tell him that you appreciate the value that you received today and just talk to the guy i mean i'm i imagine that you answer most of your dms right
1: yeah i, I do my best to answer you know answer.
0: <laughs> so guys I <laughs> so mean, you'll probably get ones, a response right? in about four <laughs> weeks but you know eventually he'll get to it <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but scott i really do appreciate you coming on today thank you so much and you know i look forward to seeing how you grow into the future
1: yeah i appreciate you man it's, it's been an honor being on your show being on the podcast <laughs> dude you made it man
0: hey i really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you were able to get some sort of value from it if you found anything that was valuable, please go into the comments. Let us know what it was, what your key takeaway was. We look through the comments every day. We respond to all of them, and it lets us know what's working, what's resonating, and what we should talk more about. If you have found anything to be useful that you're able to apply to your life, go back and listen to it again. Because the second and third time you come around and listen to the information, what you find is the information doesn't change, but you change. And new things are going to start to stand out to you. That's why we record these. That's why they're out there for you to come back to and listen. And finally, if you are finding value here i need you i need you to go out and share this with a friend send this to them let them know they need to listen they need to take action and they need to change their life because if you want to grow you're going to need your network to grow you're going to need your inner circle to grow okay so that's the best gift you can give somebody give them education that they can apply to their life and level themselves up Keep learning and keep growing. I'll see you on the next episode.